I called Andrew at first. (laughs) (laughs) And he answered. And there was a creepy doll in the background. And uh, (laughs) just walking around. I I thought he was in the woods. I think he's at his house. He said he was at his, he's in his sister's old room. Okay. (laughs) He, he, there's literally like this creepy ass doll hanging on a swing (laughs) in the background of a shot. And I was just like, I can't ignore the doll, (laughs) even though like it was basically a misdial and I meant to (laughs) call Lucas and I just clicked the first hangout thing. (laughs) So what's up with that? It's my sister's old room. And I'm like, doesn't explain much, nope. but I guess it's better than literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. I. This is a hell of a way to start episode 78 of the Quarantine Cast, sponsored by Voluntary Viewing, recorded on July 3rd, 2020. Oh, yes, it is. Ryan. Yes. I know it's become a bit of a meme thanks to the Rick and Morty episode, but it is conventional screen and prose writing to start a story right before an exciting incident, uh, rather than, you know, kind of when uh, uh, things are starting to ramp up, uh, because that way it gives you a chance to, like, get to know the characters, sympathize a little bit, understand where they're at before they begin this journey. Why is Inception so good despite going against that wisdom? Um, does Inception? I thought it opened with Leo washing up on a shore and being taken uh, to to uh, the old version of Saito, and then the story is oh. kind of told as a flashback from there. Uh, it's not actually the old version of Saito. I don't believe I see. So we didn't watch the beginning because Andrew took us to the wrong screen. Oh, but I'm pretty sure the movie opens with the it's the young version of Saito, and and he's he's you know he was hired by Cobal Engineering to try to gain information about like Saito and everything like that. But then Saito used it as like a job interview. To see whether or not like they were up to the task, you know. Uh huh. So, like, in that, I think the movie opens with the beginning of, like, you know, he washes up on the beach, and then it's just him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the palace, with uh, with Saito. Huh. And he's he's like, "Hello, I'm a mysterious man," and he's like, "You've come to steal from me," and he's like, "I have." But you already knew that, didn't you? And yeah, blah 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 blah. So ah, fuck me. I don't know. Fuck me for preparing a conversation that's based on a misremembering <laughs> of a movie. I think some people also, though, don't like Inception for its plot. Like, um, I, I think the, the the general consensus is that Inception is a glorious accomplishment in storytelling and like visual effects and everything like that. I mean. But a lot of people think that the overarching plot isn't that great. I, I don't agree, but right. I, I, I think that's the consensus. 
I mean, you at least have to admit that it's a very structurally interesting piece. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, that's what it gets cred for. Right. Is that it's it's a mainstream movie that was somehow able to keep audiences engaged, even though it was absolutely bonkers in terms of like you know narrative structure. I I haven't spent a ton of time dissecting the themes of Inception, so I I can't really speak to that. But I mean it. Hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. to just say it's, like, a not interesting story, I would disagree. I feel like it's playing around a lot with, like, the heist formula and adding a really interesting sci-fi bent to it. Yeah. Hmm. Jonathan Nolan always said, because he, he is a screenwriter on a lot of the movies that uh, Christopher Nolan makes, that he basically comes up with the story, and then Chris, like chops it up into pieces and rearranges them and then <laughs> that's the movie like, that's he said that's literally what happened with memento like he he literally made the story i don't have you seen memento i've not seen memento okay well it's told backwards right that's like the the gimmick so basically jonathan nolan wrote a short story and then christopher nolan just flipped it backwards and made a movie out of it <laughs> so if <laughs> Is, is there a storytelling device that allows for that to happen? Or is it like, yeah. um, uh, I've got the title's weird, so I always mess it up, but like Spotlight of a uh, Beautiful Mind oh, or something? Sunshine. Yes, yes, that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the basics of Memento is that he cannot form uh, any more memories. Mm. So he has to like he, he, his memory length is you know like ten minutes long or something, and he has to constantly like write on himself. That's and right. Put all the details down so that he can remember. And meanwhile, he's investigating his wife's murder at the same time. So, yeah, cool. But it's all told in reverse, like a cool story. Yeah. <sighs> All right, that was my mm. opening bit. What else is going on? I don't know. Mm. There's still more protests. Mm. Independence Day yeah. is going to hit weird this year, isn't it? No, nope. they haven't really calmed down that much. No. Um, which is kind of cool. I enjoy that. Yeah. Um... What else? What else is happening? Um, I maybe it's part of the broader trend of companies making good faith, but like not really called for actions uh, to appease minority groups. But I guess the Washington Redskins are thinking about changing their very racist team name. Yeah. They are officially investigating. Whatever the fuck that means. This is happening like 15 years too late. I might not be happening still. <laughs> they did not announce that they're going to change it yet. So. What do you think should be the next name, Lucas? Um, Washington Redtails? Yeah, that's lame. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not that lame. It'd be all right. Uh, DC Defenders. <laughs> there you go. 
and then adopt the logo yeah. and the XFL history. <laughs> they're they're not gonna fight to keep the copyright on that. Yeah. Throw away all though that old history where you like won Super Bowls and stuff, <laughs> and just go with that one year XFL team. <laughs> they got the uniforms made already. They can just take those. <laughs> And the color scheme. Yeah. It's so perfect. <laughs> yeah. I've said the Washington Monuments. Oh, that's pretty good. I think it'd be really unique mm. and interesting. And it's like the Washington Senators would be lame. Yeah. And like a lot of things that make DC unique are like bureaucratic. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if you're going with a themed city name, that'd be a little meh. If they do the Washington Warriors, then they won't be the most famous Warriors. Like, And Warriors is such a mainstream, bleh name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be better, obviously. Um, I saw people uh, speculating that they're going to be the Washington Dans <laughs> or the Washington Snyders. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, there's precedent. Like, the Bills and the Browns, mm. they, they exist. So... It'd be kind of amazing. The, the Snyders is such an awkward team name, though. They'd be pretzels. Aww. <laughs> they have pretzel uniforms. <laughs> it's like brown with white dots all over it. <laughs> oh, man. What if, what if it's the Washington municipality? Just, hey, guys, we're not going to be a state anytime soon. Just give it up. Yeah. Wa- Washington... Uh, your your team name is Washington D.C. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> That's the state that they should just be a part of. <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I saw someone say like Washington Federals, and then they were like, "Oh, so the Washington Feds," mm. just basically like naming the team the Washington Cops <laughs> in this climate. I mean. Uh, <sighs> The, the the odds are like there's a 20% chance that they go with something just like not quite as problematic but still like wh- what the fuck are you thinking doing this yeah like Washington natives like uh, mm, natives or just like an actual uh, tribe's name without really consulting them on it um yeah yeah I don't I don't know what the the tribe from that area is but yeah i imagine that could be a possibility mm. Mm. and good old dan snyder good old uh you know sending cheerleaders to be sex workers in other countries dan snyder <laughs> what yeah that's a real thing i had not heard about that yep i can who- can look it up. <laughs> is that like a human some... trafficking thing then? Yep. Or... Oh. Oh, so this some, man is some... just a criminal. Okay. Yeah. Some some cheerleaders were, like, they the Redskins cheerleaders would be rented out to billionaires a lot as, like, for parties and everything. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was, like, on a yacht or something. Right. One of them, though, was in another country, and the, the, peop- like, the organization took away all their passports, mm. which, yeah, is just human trafficking, <laughs> like... So, yep. it's great. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, fuck Dan Snyder. Like, yeah. Really, he just needs to get the team taken away from him. Uh, uh, that was obvious enough. Can the is there any precedent for the NFL doing something in this situation? Not the NFL. The NBA has. Ah. Like Donald Sterling, the Clippers oh. in the past with his thing. So it, it's it's there's some precedent in major sports. I don't believe the NFL has ever forced anyone to give up a team. Mm. So. And also, once again, the same thing with Donald Sterling. Oh, forced to give it up, a.k.a. sell it and make billions of dollars. Right. Like, oh, wow, I feel so sorry for you. I don't give a fuck. No, Owning no. an NFL team is such a ridiculous privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, you should not be... That's not your right to own that fucking team. I could have made if, even... If you, if, as, I could have made even more billions if they let me keep it. It's not fair. Yeah, not, probably not though. Like <laughs> NFL teams are valued really, really highly right now. Like over the course of your lifetime, you'd probably make more money from selling it right now than just owning it and running it. Like, goddamn it, man. So the Packers are the only uh, quote unquote publicly owned team, right? In all of uh, major pro sports. Wow. Okay. It's pretty badass. Hell yeah! Got. Got got a couple stock certificates hanging in my parents' basement right now. Ooh, are they in your name? Uh, I think one of them might be. I, I yeah, I think that was like no. a, a birth gift for both me and uh, yep. when my brother was born from a family friend. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think my dad has one in his name, and then I have one with like shared with him because it was also the same thing like it was my birthday yeah i think we were born right around that time that like they were selling stock right so it kind of just made sense yeah it, and then we all we were also put on the season ticket holder list and we're yeah. like you know the waiting list and we're still not like there yet it's been 24 years I, it, it really is a generation right yep like it <laughs> you literally have to pass them down I, what um <laughs> Do you have a pl- do you and your siblings have a plan for that? I think it was just me. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I, I think I I don't I don't know if it was just like they applied for two tickets or three tickets or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I mean for me, like I'm I would be down to go like once a year at least, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kinda hard to do consistently right. for season tickets. Obviously if I lived in Wisconsin, I'd be going right. every single week. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Huh? They're they're not the biggest of Packer fans. They're they're obliquely interested. I think especially my sister is like somewhat following them in the way that growing up in semi rural Wisconsin, you kind of have to be. That's that's the culture. Yeah. yeah, just aware of the fact that the team exists and more or less how they're performing. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, I tried to name all fifty two members of our roster and i only got 43 <laughs> wow so, fake fan yeah exactly i i need to turn in my badge Oof, gonna, i'm not not a real packer fan i'm gonna get run off a of twitch with that that, that kind of <laughs> fakeness yep total fake gamer i have no idea what i'm talking about mm. I think I got 20 of the Texans, too. <laughs> My second favorite team. And that's with DeAndre Hopkins getting traded and all that other shit. Wait, why are the Texans your second favorite team? I picked them. Oh. 
They're the ones that I chose. Oh, okay. The Packers are my team from blood, and my and the Texans are my team that I chose. So right. in high school, I really liked a lot of what they. I, I like their style, and then they had like they got JJ Watt, and he was from Wisconsin, so it became kind of a no brainer. I, I really liked. They had uh, Arian Foster, who's a really good running back, and they would pound the rock with him all the time. But then when they needed to pass, mm-hmm. they had Andre Johnson, who was like a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And so it would be like run, they dominate teams on the ground, and then just when they caught them sleeping, they would throw a bomb to Andre Johnson and do really well. And then they had an elite defense to back it up, especially once J.J. Watt hit peak form. So started liking him and now they have deshaun watson who's so fucking fun to watch it's like not even not even funny we're all we're all on the same page that if both the texans and the cowboys making the playoffs we're all low-key rooting for them to go to the super bowl right i guess if the packers are eliminated okay no i'm yes that's conditional yeah (laughs) fuck the cowboys a little bit like i don't need them to go to the super bowl ever but if the cowboys are going to make it you better believe i'm rooting for the Texans to go up against him. I I, I want to see an all-Texas Super Bowl sometime in my lifetime. This will be done. Mm. That can happen for California now, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a little... That's a little A lower. few times over. Yeah. There's three of them, so I guess it'd be huh. a little more likely. Hmm. Although the Chargers would have to... <laughs> make it because the, the the Niners and the uh, uh, Rams are both in the NFC and those are the more likely of the three mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> the Chargers Chargers are yikes the Chargers would have to compete yeah yeah they'd have to have an actual quarterback and team behind him <laughs> first off they'd have to stop being mid second off a lot of things have to line up there. Yeah, that is definitely the truth. Mm. So who knows? Could it happen? Yeah, it could happen in Florida too. You go Dolphins uh, and Tampa Bay. Oh, Jacksonville. There's three teams in Florida too. Hmm. So you can make it happen. Or New York, obviously. Giants and Jets. Jets are also really bad. They're in the same boat. Giants are pretty bad too, though I guess. So. What? What would the electoral college look like if votes were allocated by number of sports teams? Pretty fucking messy. <laughs> <laughs> and there would be no representation for the area between like Wisconsin and fucking Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, considering they're overrepresented now, maybe that'd be a decent trade-off. But. <laughs> Yeah, I no did. representation. <laughs> That's the trade-off. You guys got more than your fair share for a century, so we're gonna take away your vote. <laughs> guys, come on! If you can't put together a pro baseball team, at least, like, why? Come on! Should do you deserve a say in anything? Yeah, Wyoming. What are you doing? <laughs> you have less people in your state than most major U.S. cities. Why can't you field a baseball team? <laughs> oh man. What a weird part of America. I There's just this empty area. I, yeah. And it leads to a lot of fun correlations. Like I saw a Twitter 
post, I think yesterday, that was like, um, oh, it, it, the first map was Bigfoot sightings mapped across the United States and like had a red dot at every Bigfoot sighting. Uh-huh. And it basically looked kind of like a population map of the U.S., you know, like <laughs> eastern seaboard, there's a ton. On the west coast, there's a ton. Like the south, they're all interspersed. Midwest, they're interspersed. And then like in the plains, you know, barely any. And then the second map was uh, fursuit ownership in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and someone was like, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but yeah, really, it's just a population map of the United States <laughs> for both both situations. So, it uh, leads to some fun correlations, let's just say. Oh, yeah. All right, I think that'll take us to a clap sync. Keeping it, keeping it tight on the duo cast. It's a tight 20. Mm. Knocking it out. Knocking out the pod. Not letting Andrew's definitely haunted doll throw us off. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be haunted by it mm. in my nightmares. It, it looked like something out of, like, it looked like he was walking through the, what's the house from The Conjuring with the people that's quote-unquote based on real people? And then that led to that court case where they had to prove that ghosts were real. What? Um, you know the, the the thing with the Conjuring, right? Yeah. Like, it, it was based on a book series by those two whack jobs. <laughs> um, fuck, what were their names? The Warners, was it? I don't know. Um, no relation to who? To the Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, one was a man, and one was a, they were husband and wife. Oh, okay. Um, the Conjuring couple, oh Warrens, the Warrens. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, they they wrote like a memoir, which was obviously mostly fake, and mm-hmm. like you know, they, they had a bunch of made up ghost stories and all that shit, where they proclaimed that it was all real and all that shit. And then, um, when the movie studio made the movie The Conjuring, and then the subsequent like sequels and stuff. Um, the Warrens sued them because it was based on their book and they hadn't bought the book rights like to make a movie out of it. Okay. And so the movie studio was going to have to take them to court because their argument was that it was it was um, a nonfiction like story, like it was about their lives. So therefore it fell into like public usage, like they could make a movie about it if they wanted to. <sighs> but that would have then led to them having to basically say in court that the events that were portrayed in the book were real. <laughs> So they would have had to basically prove that ghosts exist in order to win their court case. And they ended up settling for probably a lot of money. I'm but sure. like if they would have actually had to go to court, they so, would have had to basically find evidence that ghosts were real and convince a jury and judge. So, so you're telling me we were dangerously close to the judicial branch of the U.S. government acknowledging that ghosts are real. 
<laughs> Potentially. <laughs> or far more likely just being like, yeah, you guys stole this book and made it into movies and made a fuck ton of money on them. Like, pay them money. <laughs> That's... <laughs> why why did they think they could make that movie and not give these people money because they i mean like so the warrens were portraying it as their real lives you know like they they were pretend they weren't oh. saying that it was fiction so they probably thought like they won't sue us because if they do they're admitting that it's fiction and then they sued them because <laughs> 200 million dollars is worth a lot more than you know whatever uh uh what's it called Whatever dignity you still have left being fake ghost hunters. <laughs> they're not going to drop KFAB. Like, what's going to... Oh, no. shit. Oh, shit. They're dropping... Cut the mic. Cut no. the mic. They're talking <laughs> shit about the league. Cut the mic. No, they're definitely doing it. Oh, wait. <laughs> these these movies made billions of dollars. Oh. Like, they're going to look for their cut. I. They, they did the math. They can get more money off a settlement than they can keeping up the hustle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's kind of like what the Warrens' house looked like. Oh, there's so many creepy things that from their exploits, like this doll on a swing, <laughs> like it's the 1910s. <laughs> I don't know, Andrew. You need to you need to explain the history of this doll and why it's totally normal to be just hanging out, <laughs> literally. <laughs> fucking terrifying andrew the the swing is starting to move andrew the swing is moving behind you what's happening andrew <laughs> andrew why is the doll like waving at me right now <laughs> uh, oh it's it's got a knife the doll has a knife <laughs> this is all right burn it down burn it down andrew <laughs> imagine sleeping in that room yep what why <laughs> you would sleep in that room and yeah imagine the swing starts moving like <laughs> I'm de- I'm gone. I can't ever live in that house again. Like fuck that. <laughs> the worst, man. That is a thing that I feel like uh, what we do in the shadows did well is not making Nadia's doll creepy, right? Because <laughs> I definitely was immediately like fuck this. Like when the doll started being like oh hello, but I think they made it so innocuous that it became more of like a fun character. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I ever talked about it on the podcast, but I really love the scene uh, where Colin Robinson says to the doll, like, hey, what's your deal? Like, like, <laughs> like he's trying to figure out what's going on, but then it later reveals in the interview that he was coming on to it, and Colin yeah. Robinson is a what's-your-deal guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense as an energy vampire who... Gets energy by annoying and otherwise disgusting people. <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah, how he went in for the the kiss with Nadja, which was just to get energy. Yep. But then he actually went in for the kiss with the doll and got rejected. And he was like, that that one that one stung a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that, that was the point, too, where no one knew who the doll, like, that the doll was, you know, Nadia's a kiss. real yeah. thing. And then he just nonchalantly turns to him, hey, what's your deal? And the doll's like, uh, just got caught out. And then then everybody's just aware of the doll and nobody nobody brings it up. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just Nadia's ghost. Oh, man. What a show. Can't wait for season three. In 2022. 
we might not be alive by then. Hey, we might not be alive by now. Yes. <laughs> that doll has anything to say of it. Twist, everyone. We are recording this from beyond the grave. Ooh. Ghost podcast. Ghost cast. When is that? That's going to be a real thing, right? Some some amateur ghost hunter is going to pretend to make a podcast with like a few dead people. <laughs> That's uh, going to happen. Fuck. You throw a filter on their voice. Like, mm, this isn't that. Yeah. This isn't going to be that hard. Yeah, I imagine that they're just going to like. They're going to have like. Oh, so here's the actual version of what we recorded, and yeah, it's just going to be like faint whispers that kind of sound like the wind and then they're gonna like enhance it mm-hmm. to where you can like kind of make out the sentences that the ghost is saying and they're like interviewing the ghost <laughs> oh what happened why are you still on this mortal coil and just well we need to i realized i had business <laughs> and just like <laughs> this is fucking goddamn. <laughs> They're at, they're at. This is like a comedy sketch. They're at like fucking ninety percent kfab the entire time, and most of the audience is like aware and like making fun of it. But then just enough people are like, "Yo, no, this is legit. Like, this is crazy." Yeah. And fuck, why aren't more people talking about this? <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. They got a real ghost in the sound booth, guys. <laughs> it's a haunted sound booth. <laughs> This is the sound booth where Biggie died. It's like that's not that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. I So Biggie, why don't you sing us a song? God damn it. We can't top this. We got to cut it here. Um Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Quarantine Cast. Uh, hope you enjoy your weekend. Hope you have a great Independence Day. Um, and I, I know feelings are fucking weird about this holiday in general, but especially right now with uh, everything going on. And yeah, I fucking our country founded on principles of civil unrest, and we need to keep that going if we want to uh, continue to see the change that is slowly starting to happen in our nation. Um, yeah, uh, but with that being said, everybody uh, stay safe. Uh, remember to take some recovery time if you need it. Uh, Black Lives Still Matter. Still shouting out the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. You missed one. Oh. We added one? Remember? Yeah, it was our game of telephone. Oh, shit. Um, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Independence Day. Um, also, <laughs> bear in mind, uh, indigenous peoples, um, our independence, uh, directly resulted in, uh, quality of life being drastically lowered for them. Uh, just that's fucking abhorrent and, uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Also important to keep in mind that, like, the success of America is directly built off of the suffering of lots of people, Native Americans being uh, chief among them. And that should be the real memory. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, Believe Women was the one that we added. Yes, Believe Women. Hashtag Believe Women. Mm. Oh, and, uh, what's, <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> For some reason that just reminded me that that's the real mummy, which is such a deep cut Harmontown reference. <laughs> Where he does a Vincent Price hook on a rap, 
and he ends it with that's the real i don't know if you know vincent price is the guy who did the hook on thriller oh he's kind of like a he was like a creepy creepy voice actor Uh from way back in the day yeah dan Harmon does a really good impression of him where he just says random fucking bullshit that's spooky I know, like, 90% of the time he's just doing his voice in Rick and Morty, but I feel like... No, Dan, he does a good Vincent Price. I feel like Dan Harmon low-key has some decent voice acting chops. <laughs> One, two, bullets in my shoe. <laughs> Spooky spiders are coming for you. Everything's sinister when you're gay, but it doesn't pay to say it. No way. That's the real, mummy. <laughs> That's the... Just the full rap. <laughs> um i hope i hope you enjoy that energy going into your weekend uh please donate using the act blue link down below uh in the episode description if you're able to uh thank you and uh hope you tune in um for sunday's uh volunteer viewing episode or monday's uh quarantine cast episode goodbye or tuesday's quarantine cast episode or wednesday's fuck it like not ending it anytime soon yeah quarantine cast episode 100 coming soon we're gonna catch up to our main podcast (laughs) yep that's that's what happens when you make these five times faster than the main cast yeah and when our country decides to just completely bungle the handling of the virus so that the quarantine just lasts an indefinite amount of time we almost had it for a second it was going down but then yeah yeah no this is fine like we're good now and then we were not good i definitely never thought that we would be in it for this long i'll say that i didn't think we'd make 78 quarantine cast episodes right (laughs) i definitely thought i'd be back at work at the very least so yeah all right (laughs) See you guys. Bye.